This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 906 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Horse people, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, Emily Craig joins Dressage Radio Show co-hosts Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks with a great exercise to improve your horse's connection and your ability to get it done using three ground poles and some transitions. And don't be fooled, folks. It's harder than it sounds. And we'll get right to it after this important message from Kentucky Performance Products. Spooky, tense, edgy, unfocused? If these words describe your horse, a calming supplement could make training easier and riding more fun. Trouble-free paste from Kentucky Performance Products is scientifically formulated to support proper nervous system function and help your horse maintain a more confident, focused, and relaxed disposition. Trouble-free contains a blend of ingredients that support your horse's normal nerve cell and muscle function and is available in a convenient 80cc oral dosing syringe containing two 40cc servings. Ask for trouble-free from Kentucky Performance Products at your local feed and supply store or go to www.kppusa.com. And now, on with today's tip. We are so excited to have our friend Emily Craig on the show tonight. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You are a wonderful FEI trainer from Pittsburgh, and you have a great trainer tip for us um, on how to use some trot poles. Yes, uh, this is an exercise that uh, the first time I was exposed to this exercise was in a clinic with Conrad Schumacher as part of the USDS series that he conducted. And, um, and it's something that stuck with me. Uh, so <clears throat> typically I'll be teaching a lesson and, uh, it could be an amateur or a professional and probably the ride just is lacking direction. The connection is not steady and, uh, whether typically it's probably the trot work or canna work, that's just not quite together. And one exercise that I like to incorporate into the session would be the use of a 20-meter circle with uh, trot poles, uh, three of them typically, um, which would be on the open side of the circle. Um, so somewhere, depending on the size of your ring, but somewhere away from A and C uh, towards X. And I would place three rails on the ground um, and if the horse hasn't been over poles, I would let them do a single pole and then add two, two additional poles. Um, but just to make sure that they've, you know, the goal is that they've been over these. So it's not a, a surprise. Hopefully there shouldn't be a surprise with incorporating a pole. Um, and, and so you would place those. I wear a size eight <laughs> blundstone. So <laughs> I kind of eyeball it, but I walk off typically for a horse five, five of my feet. Um, and I walk heel to toe, heel to toe, uh, with a pony, I would probably do four and you can always, I feel like you can, it's hard if you're riding on your own and you don't have a ground person. So, um, I usually use that system when I'm riding on my own. So I don't, I don't have to get on and off and readjust. Um, but sometimes you do have to, if, if it's a, 
a bigger horse, you have to adjust and make them a little wider. Um, and so I would start by just having the horse and rider go over the poles and trot um, a few times, both directions, just to make sure that they're comfortable with that and that the width is accurate. And then you uh, go ahead and you pick up canner. So if you're tracking left, you pick up left lead canner and you canner the closed side of the circle. Um, and then a trot transition after you're leaving the rail and you trot over the poles. And it's vital that you don't make the mistake that I did when I first drove this exercise with Mr. Schumacher. Uh, and do not canter over the poles um, because they're not that one too. cantering. I did that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're set for canter, that doesn't really work, guys. When I was a junior... I did that, and I don't think I've ever recovered some ear. I know it was it was traumatic, and so I remember <laughs> I being agree. at Young Horse Symposium, and and we were they were actually having horses canter. I think Aaron Crawford was having them canter over the poles, and I thought, no, 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 you can't do that. Nervous. You're not allowed yeah, to do I that. that too. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too, and so, got a little sweaty. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're you're really breaking it down. The trot work happens over the poles. The canter work ha- happens over the closed side of the circle. Um, and, and I find with students that sometimes the hard part is making it happen is, is that, you know, that promptness, the accuracy of getting the D part in time to trot over the poles and, or the, the transition downward in time to trot over the poles. And then you have to be quick enough to put your horse together and pick up Leslie Canner again. Um, and so I don't mind, like when I'm teaching it, I don't mind that maybe, they end up having to just canter, uh, you know, go around the poles and they canter a 20 meter circle. Um, or I don't mind that they just get three strides of canter as I want. I don't care that they make mistakes and, and that maybe things are kind of hectic at first and that to be expected because, um, you're, you're changing their ways and they're having to think faster and react and, and take risks. And, um, so typically I find that this is good with, with making students who want to be a little bit um, take their time, or maybe I find it's interesting. Some people, it's normal. They get apprehensive about the Kennedy part. And so there's all this build up, build up, build up, and, and it doesn't happen <laughs> or it happens and it's a mess. Um, and that's okay. But uh, so, so this exercise, I would ride to the left and to the right. Sometimes I see, you know, weaknesses one way is easier, one way is harder. Um, and that's totally normal. And the goal is that you start to feel a rhythm and, and that you can become, you know, you just keep repeating. And I think the repetition of the exercise is great. I've done it with young horses um, who just, I think they take comfort in that repetition and they start to become confident about what's coming up and, and they start to find a rhythm in the canter and the trot. And then the poles themselves help them develop more swing Um and so I've, I mean, I've found it to be really useful with young horses, uh, amateur riders, professional riders, and then even, you know, horses that you're working on more collective canter work and that you can play with even maybe a little bit of leg yielding in and out of the poles, or, um, you play with, you know, more collective canter on the spot and then maybe a little bit more lengthening canter. Um, so it seems to be, a, a pretty simple exercise and kind of the, the theory, you know, it's a pretty easy exercise to put together. Um, but I think it presents a lot of opportunities for adjustability and, and moving up the levels. 
So Emily, maybe you could tell us a few of the most common mistakes that you see in this exercise where somebody's going to give it a somebody's going to go with this and give it a try. What what would you say some of the pitfalls would be and and how to correct that? I think some of the pitfalls would be a little bit with uh getting comfortable with what with, you know, the poles have to be and figuring out what how many feet you need between each pole for your horse. Um, so that might take some adjusting and, uh, trial and error on the part of the rider if they're riding on their own, uh, or even if their trainer's there, um, and gauging, you know, how many strides or how wide they need to be for the horse. Um, and I think also a little bit what I said earlier, I think I see a lot of pitfalls, which are to be expected would be, um, that the canter department just doesn't happen and, and you end up trotting <laughs> kind of rushing through the half circle and you don't get the canter depart. Um, or, or you don't get the, the downward in time to trot over the poles. Um, and so that's where I think the, I think sometimes the rider has to be willing to adjust and, and maybe you, you take the horse away from the poles and you kind of regroup compose yourself, get the canner. Um, so I, like sometimes I want to see the rider push themselves and, and make it happen. And, but then if I see that, that they're starting to unravel and, um, and it's too much, then I like to take them away from the exercise regroup and then come back and see if they can start to put it together. Um, so I think, you know, kind of the expectation that it sounds easy that, you know, make it happen, but sometimes it's really hard to put those pieces together. Um, the downward, the deep part, the poles, you know, the canner. Um, so those would be the two things that I think are typical kind of um, issues that you can run into when doing this exercise. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's great to sort of break it down because there that's what's so good about this exercise, and you can build it up slowly you know, you can start just by going over the poles with no transition and then and then change it that way. Um, and I loved how you said you need to be able to sort of think quickly and maybe adjust. So if you're kind of coming around in the circle and it's not going to work and you see that, it's good to be able to kind of quickly make that decision in circle or, or right. do a transition and, and or even a turn on the forehand. Sometimes I've seen that work really well in this exercise is just do yeah, a transition. Yeah. That's no, another, I was thinking of the turn on the forehand as a, that's another thing that I really, really like. And I've been using more of, I guess somewhat recently. Um, but I think, yeah, when the horse, if the horse starts to take over is, is that you, you don't sort of get stuck in the exercise and forget why you're doing it. <laughs> you know, that it's not, you're not doing it just for the sake of going through the motions of doing this exercise, but you want to have a good feeling in your hand and, um, the horse isn't just rushing around. Uh, so that's a good point about the turn on the forehand. Well, that pretty much takes care of it. You can look for Emily's blog at emilyduttoncraig.blogspot.com or you can find a link to her blog at horsetipdaily.com, episode 906. You can also find lots more tips on topics ranging from writing a horse blog to taking care of your tack at horsetipdaily.com, go to the Topics drop-down menu on the left. And you can listen to more on dressage at dressageradio.com. 
And now you can have every single one of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. You can visit them online at kppusa.com or you can ask for Kentucky Performance Products at your local tack and feed supplier. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.